when we cause the death of these beneficial microbes, it does not make us healthy. It causes the pathogenic microbes to bloom. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. So let's dive in and get started. Today's guest is Becky Plotner. Becky is a traditional naturopath who sees clients in Roswell, Georgia. She is a board certified naturopathic doctor and works as a certified GAPS practitioner. She has also written two of my favorite books, GAPS Stage by Stage with Recipes and Probiotic Foods versus Commercial Probiotics. Welcome to the show, Becky. Hi there, Drew. It's good to be here. You know, we're living in very unique times right now uh, with the coronavirus, and there is a lot of fear. And I know you've written on your blog that living in fear does not help. In fact, it's quite detrimental. Building the terrain is the goal. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, um, Becky, why fear is so detrimental to our health and, and what you mean by building the terrain. All disease begins in the gut. We know this for many, 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 many years. When we have dysbiosis in this flora in our microbiome, we have disease. So our goal is to rebuild those strains, the flora strains in the microbiome. You have a two inch layer of mucus that sits in your digestive tract that's loaded with a hundred trillion different living species beneficial and pathogenic yeasts and bacteria, E. coli that's beneficial, E. coli that's pathogenic. They all do something in your body. But when we have something happening to the beneficial strains, the pathogenic strains bloom. Stress wipes out your bifidobacter strains, which cause other strains to not be as equal, to cause other strains to not be as balanced. There is always this balance. So it's very, very important that we keep that balance a stressful situation, you can see somebody who has lived a very stressful life, their skin texture is different, they look different versus looking at somebody who has had not so much stress in their life. They are Their skin is beautiful, more like a baby skin. Stress is very negative on our body. It can actually, through time, cause major disease in your body. In the naturopathic world, they believe that whenever you have any kind of severe emotion, and that even can be severe joy or happiness, but it's usually something negative, anxiety, um, fears, it goes deep into your body and your body kind of wraps around it. And that is what they call the initial building of a cyst or a tumor or some type of a disease that really does bring you down the more that you age. So turning off the TV, especially during times like now, and really just focusing on whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's righteous, whatever's, you know, go outside and look at that beautiful sky, go look at the clouds, look at a blade of grass. It's just phenomenal and turn everything else off because really in all fairness, there's probably nothing that I'm going to do about a situation. I'm just going to go ahead and focus on the good and keep that in my forefront. It's so much more beneficial to your health. Beautifully said. 
Becky, um, in your uh, also on your blog, I, I found a great quote by Dr. Zach Bush in mm. one of your posts, and I'd love you to comment on it. He said that if we choose to learn from rather than fear this virus, it can reveal the source of our chronic disease epidemics that are the real threat to our species. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think we can learn from this virus? Well, let's look at the population of people that are actually getting the virus and having problems with the virus. We're looking at people that are not strong in that microbiome, who are not strong in their immune system. So we can build up our own immune. You are not a victim who is just waiting to catch some virus or disease. That is completely not true. You have the ability to build your own body system to support your body properly. We see people that are eating real food, grass-fed cattle, grass pasture-raised chickens and wood-raised beef, pork and organic vegetables and animal fats and probiotic foods. This is not the population that we're seeing getting sick from the coronavirus. These are the people that the 90 something percent that catch it who never knew they had it because their bodies are strong enough to deal with it. We can combat these issues. The people that are actually struggling with it have these comorbid diseases already in their body, which means these are multiple diseases that already are looking at early death because of the disease and they have multiple diseases that are in this situation so they're not healthy even people in that situation we see when they change their food to the real food and build their microbiome we see them walking away from the symptoms that they had with those diseases and they build a better body so we want to make sure that we're not eating the standard American diet if it's not food don't put it in your mouth look at the extra chemicals and preservatives that are in the food, that's not going to be build you. If the food you're eating is chemically preserved, that will not build your body with nourishment. It will chemically preserve your body. That's not what we're meant to be consuming. So when we look at how this disease is behaving and we look at the people group that are actually getting it, we can learn from that and build our system. But this is really honestly what we have known. Even the reports have said it will go away in the summertime. Well, what do we get in the summertime? We get less stress because we are not in school. Work is a little bit more free. We have more sunshine throughout the course of the day. We're outside and we're getting that sunshine. We're getting that vitamin D. You have a layer of cholesterol that lives underneath your skin. And when that sunshine hits that, it converts that to vitamin D for your body to actually use. And that strengthens and builds your body in such an amazing way. But in addition to that, there's the sound of the birds, there's the sound of the creek, we're going kayaking this weekend and I just can't wait to get out on that river with the rapids and this stuff fills your system. But in addition to that, they've actually studied energetic levels of sunshine and environment when people are eating local you're just not only reducing the footprint of the trucks that are on the road, but the food in your specific area is fed from that sunshine in that area, the, the grass, the weeds in that area. Those are the things that specifically build your system because of where you live. I know um, I've got one gal who is in Canada and she was a young teenager and she wanted to be concerned about her weight. So she switched to a lot of vegetables and went heavy vegetarian and then went even vegan. 
vegetables don't really grow in Canada very well. She got really, really sick to the point where organs were starting to shut down. She just switched to the locally grown food, grass-fed cattle, grass-fed lamb, and the tubers that grow so well there as the colder climates, collards, kale, those kind of vegetables, things that grew locally to her, and she immediately came back to life. So eating local has so much more to do with it than just the footprint that you have. You're building your system, which is very, very important. It's a really good question. Beautiful. Yeah, well said, Becky. Um, so I wanted to ask you too, just about the different approach. These there seems to be like two radically different approaches here. And we were talking about this um before we got on this podcast. But the approach that it seems like is now sort of in the world is this notion that viruses and microbes um, are the enemy and they need to be they need to be killed and we need all the powerful hand sanitizers, antibiotics, as Natasha would say, the lotions and potions and all this stuff. While on the other hand, there's another way of looking at these microbes and viruses and bacteria as symbiotic relationship that we're partners so your body has different microbe balances in different areas of your body. Your belly button has a totally different microbial function structure than your eyeball or your private areas or your skin or your microbiome. We are looking mainly on our microbiome when we're rebuilding disease areas, but we don't want to put anything in or on our body that is going to alter or sterilize those areas because we know through studies, they did the Human Microbiome Project through the NIH in 2017 where they studied this aggressively. We know that when we sterilize different areas, we change that beneficial flora, but the pathogenic flora, the yeasts primarily, they are very, very strong. They stay around. They've actually studied these yeasts and found that if they poured boiling water on these yeasts, they survive. If they freeze them, they survive. If they don't feed them for 10 years, then they feed them one little speck of sugar, they bloom right back to life. They're very, very strong. They're there for a reason. They're protecting us from things. If we kill the good and kill the good and kill the good, that yeast is still there and it's just getting stronger and more adaptive. We want to have that balance. If you had a compost pile in your backyard and you were constantly putting leaves and vegetable clippings and things from your kitchen scraps into that compost pile, every time you go out to that compost and in different layers of that compost, it's going to have a different structure. We all know that when you start that compost pile, you want a certain percentage of of sticks and leaves versus fresh vegetable trimmings to keep that balance. And the longer that just sits there with the exposure to the oxygen, that is going to make a beautiful soil. But in that time that it's getting to be that soil, you could go out to that compost pile and find a whole mess of worms. And you're like, oh my gosh, my compost pile has worms. This is horrible. Or mold, white molds or mushrooms. <gasps> I don't want that in my compost pile. And you pick out all those worms and put them in a jar. Oh, phew, my compost pile is so much better. You go back the next day or two days later, the worms are there again. They have a function. There's a balance as it moves towards that soil. So we want to realize that this is a balancing situation in our body on our skin. And when we keep it clean in a natural way, it is a different balance than if we have a whole bunch of chemicals, 
perfumes, fake things that is being put onto our skin or in our body or breathing it in, we're creating this imbalance. When we cause the death of these beneficial microbes, it does not make us healthy. It causes the pathogenic microbes to bloom. And we have this terrain that is now still balanced. It is just balanced with a lot of inflammation and pus and bleeding and path pathogens and parasites. And we want to get it to this equal balance. So microbes are not something that we should be fearing. We need to be having the beneficial alive foods. There was a, um, a company in California that was making all sorts of wonderful fermented foods, sauerkraut and kimchi and all kinds of beautiful things. And the government came in and shut them down because they found bacteria in their food. These are beneficial bacteria that helps to build our system. We don't want to be afraid of them. We want to educate them, educate other people, educate these people that are coming and checking on these things because it's not the way it works. It's been proven many, many times to, to the point of nauseation. And it just <laughs> disgusts me when professionals aren't on board because it's been proven so many times. Uh, absolutely. One of the reasons I was drawn to the GAPS program gut and psychology syndrome is I really gravitated towards this whole notion of food is medicine, medicine is food, and all of these beautiful ways we can boost our system are like, they're not expensive. There's things that are in our home. There's things that we can like ancient, these ancient techniques that our great, great grandparents knew about as ways to boost our systems. I'd love Becky to get your perspective on maybe some simple things people can do at home to really, you know, enhance their microbiome, enhance their immune system, but just those old school kind of simple strategies that, that maybe we can get back to during this crisis. This is the kind of time where you can really, if you are under quarantine or you're not really going out or you're hiking with your family in different areas, there are a lot of books out there that you can learn from or just by Googling things or getting an app where you can snap a picture of something and learn what is edible or medicinal around you. Almost everybody has plantain, wild plantain, weed growing in their area. One of the most powerful medicinal things out there. Um, it very much regenerates skin cells. It, it has a very strong pulling aspect. So if you get stung by a bee, you could just pick up a leaf of plantain, chew that and stick it on. It will help pull that stinger out. There are so many things you can just, you can grow strawberries yourself. You can plant a garden. So let's take the strawberries. For example, now you have strawberries to eat. But the leaves on that strawberry plant are phenomenally high in vitamin C, and you can then harvest those leaves, and now you have your strawberry tea. So there's a lot of things that you can be doing in terms of planting your own, getting back to the dirt, back to playing outside, back to exploring what's there, learning what's in your environment, learn which trees you can just pick a leaf off of and use for food, um, the white pine is very easy to see because the pine needles are pretty long. I'm trying to think of things that are in most areas. They're very long pine needles and they're very easy to see because there's three needles coming out of the same follicle. And you can pick those and crack them or mush them in your hands and smell them. And they actually smell like lemon. That is enormously high in vitamin C and you can make a tea out of it. So if you can learn what is out there 
in your environment and start that this summer. And then every summer when you're out and about again, pick up one or two more new things. You will feel much more in charge of your health, much more one with your environment because it's a useful relationship between the two of you. It's a very empowering thing. There's, there are so many things growing out there that are just being wasted that are incredibly powerful. It's so true. You know, a couple of things that I've learned from you and from your books, um, Becky, is, you know, trying to just strengthen my own system, you know, vitamin C. I don't need to go get vitamin C. I'll just make some kraut juice or some sauerkraut mm-hmm. juice. Um, you know, vitamin A, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cut some some of that liver and make those liver, take some nice grass fed beef liver and cut little capsules. I do that every day. Um, yeah. So there's just some these are just so cool. Like, you know, we don't necessarily need to run out to the supplement shop. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's much, much less expensive that way. It's much more freeing that way. We can really, I mean, it is not uncommon for somebody to be spending $1,500 a month on supplements. That is not necessary. So true. So true. Well, Becky, I've got two more questions that I just wanted to ask you. And I asked this to to all of the guests on the show here. Um, Number one, if there's someone who's listening to the show right now who's feeling a little powerless, a little hopeless about their life, about their future. What might be one thing that they can do today that, that you would recommend that they might want to, to, to do to take their life, you know, in a new direction? So sometimes it's easiest for people to switch their food around through attrition, not just clearing out all of their cabinets, but instead don't buy those chips anymore, but instead buy some real food. So when you go to the grocery store, go to the grocery store when you're fresh. Preferably you want to be going to the farmer's market, but oftentimes the farmer's markets are not opened right now during this coronavirus shutdown. And when you go there, look at, don't be too hungry, go when you're rested, you're in a good mindset, fill your refrigerator, fill your shelves with real food so that that's what you have on hand to cook with. And if you are eating enough animal fats, you won't be wanting to do the late night snacking. You won't want, you won't have those sugar dips so that you're wanting the bad foods, the chips, the cookies, those kind of things. So just put in real fats, lots of them, don't be afraid of them, and buy the real stuff instead of the garbage stuff. You won't be spending as much on medicines further down the road. It does balance out in that effect. You'll feel so much better. This is the perfect time to do that. When you have the extra time, the clarity of mind, you don't feel the pressure. Now it's a perfect opportunity. Absolutely. If you had the opportunity to travel back in time, say 30, 40 years and talk to the younger Becky, what <laughs> words of wisdom would your current self do you think tell your younger self? Wow, that <laughs> is a question. <laughs> I ask this one to everyone. <laughs> You know, honestly, if I had known then what I knew now, oh boy, we wouldn't be in this position at all. So we started this journey about 15 years ago, 14 and a half years ago. And if I had built my system better 30 years ago by not eating the standard American diet food and switching to the real food. That's what my people did. I'm 100% Polish. It's my heritage. We did still consume foods like that, but we also had in all this crap food. If I had just gone back 
taken my own thought process and done real food then, my son would have never been autistic. I would never have been, but then I would never have been in this situation either. I wouldn't know what I know now. But that is the most powerful thing, is just eating the real foods, not the high starch foods, not the processed foods. That's what I would have done. I would have done everything right then. All right, well now you're just inspiring everyone out there that, that hears your voice, that, that reads your books, or you're, you're sharing that wisdom and inspiring a whole new generation of people. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of the old Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So here's to getting started today, right now. Living with awareness, living with intention, and living with purpose. Stay well, everyone.